What's up and welcome back to another edition of Major League Talk. Happy Halloween, everybody. We have an exciting podcast for you today. It's a poll pod, but it is a Halloween-themed poll pod. I'm your host, J.D. Johnson. Alongside me always are my compadres, Dino and DePalmo. What's poppin', boys? Happy Halloween. Hola, como estas? <laughs> what up, Jedi? Dude, yeah, end of the World Series, Halloween. It's a good day today. It is, it is. I just wanted to mention that I am a prophet. I said the Nationals were going to win. I said Game 6 was, I actually did say it was a little iffy, but I said Game 7, no matter what, the Nationals are winning. When they were down 2 nothing, I would had no doubt in my mind they were going to come back. Ladies and gentlemen, the Washington Nationals are your World Series champions of 2019. I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of embarrassed. I um, got a text message from someone that... Uh, I've coached with before, and he was like, "Hey, man! Like, I listened to the podcast. Like, you've been wrong every game." <laughs> you want to know something? I was just about to say that because my dad walked up to me yesterday, and he goes, "Yo, you got to check with Dean." And I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You guys predicted all seven games, and Dean got one right." Adam, babe, he got game. He got no. You got game. No, no dude, I got everyone you got wrong. Game four. That's even no, no, worse. No, 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 I got, I got one. Yeah, I got game four right. That was it. You said that they were going to lose and they did. Yeah. Yeah. I literally got every game wrong and <laughs> it is like, it, like, I don't know what to say. It makes me look like I don't know anything about baseball, but what are the odds? What the fuck are the odds that no home team wins? It's wild, like, dude. what are the Absolutely odds? Absolutely wild. Uh, Dude, they had uh, both teams combined had a close to eighty percent win percentage at home throughout the year. Like that's insane, man. And they and they drop all seven. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but you don't have to worry about that, Dean. I mean, in the monthly predictions, I, you like didn't you, you get you predicted everything right? So I guess you're a good predictor in that because you actually probably took the lead. But we'll get into that later in the podcast. Hey, I said Astros in seven. I was close, but no cigar. Yeah, but um. Like I said, I'm a prophet, but before we do uh, that, let's first go into Game 6 before we talk about Game 7. Uh, game seven. Alex Bregman's iconic bat hold. You don't even call it a bat flip. Is it okay to call it a bat hold, guys? Like, I don't know. Yeah, what I, think, I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah. It's a bat so hold. So if you, if you didn't see it, he hit the home run, he held his bat all the way until he got to first base, and he dropped it there, and he did his iconic uh, thing where he puts out his hands and he puts four fingers out in the air. And his uh, left arm across his chest. Everybody went nuts. Did he take the lead with that home run? I believe so. I thought that made it. Uh, what was it? Three two. At the time, oh, did that come in the yeah, first I, inning? I can't remember if it took the lead, but I know it was a it was a real big spot. Yeah. He anyway, but he came in. He hit the home run. It was crazy. Houston was wild. They obviously have a pretty noisy fan base. And later in the game, Juan Soto, the kid, ends up copying him and hits a home run, which was an absolute nuke, by the way, off Justin Verlander. If you see Justin Verlander's reaction, I've never seen Justin Verlander get mad on a baseball field. You saw him drop a fat F-bomb and hit his glove because he knew that thing was long gone when that that guy made contact. It was like 10 rows from the scoreboard. It was crazy. 
It was the furthest ball I've ever seen. Like they, that that ball was absolute. Like Jordan Alvarez's yeah, was, was good the there. Jordan like earlier the year that they painted the chair orange or some shit. Yeah, but that ball. Oh, so he homered in the he homered in the bottom of the first to make it two one. I just think it's a. I think it's a just really early in the game to do something like that. Well, he even later apologized. Let's get this across that he did apologize, saying, "You know, the game, like the emotions, got at the best of me there. You know, I don't mean to play the game that way. I don't like playing the game that way. Just I mean, my emotions during the time made me do that." That's classy that he at least did that. Yeah, I think he realized he effed up. Um, but I mean, I don't think it's too bad. Like, I mean, I think that's more respectful than Jose Bautista's, you know, bat flip or something, you know, ridiculous like that, like a Carlos Gomez bat flip. I will say one thing. I am very happy uh, Juan Soto did that because I would much rather have Juan Soto hit a home run and then copy him and do that. And then later on in the game saying, I wanted to try it <laughs> instead of them drilling Bregman in the ribs. Like, I am so happy Soto did that. That was, I yeah, would. I- Way rather have Soto do that instead of drilling him in. I mean, we're lucky that this was a World Series game because I think these two teams would have bench cleared a few times. Yeah, I think because it was the World Series, nothing happened. Nothing escalated. They may not have been happy with each other and voiced it, but yeah, it would have never escalated like that. I agree, but it would like too much. Yeah, I don't. But I don't like. I don't think there's a part of these two teams that actually do like each other. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely – I mean, Soto's been cocky the whole time too. Like I know he's done the you know, the take or whatever, but like I think that rubbed the Astros the wrong way. And he got – he they get the – Soto gets the one up on him after hitting the dinger in the, in the same game and then also winning the World Series. But yeah, I think you're right, Dino. There's definitely some animosity there. So Verlander's struggles in the World Series still continue. Uh, he he was doing fine for the longest time until Juan Soto – it was a two-run bomb. I, or no, it was back-to-back, wasn't it? Eaton was and then Soto. Yep. Yeah, it was back to back. And 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 Eaton's wasn't a cheap shot either. Nope. Yeah, I mean, Both was left. that that was the sixth inning, I think. So he was doing fine. Yeah, he was cruising. cruising. He was absolutely like, cruising. Yeah. Cruising, he, and then he, he just blew the lead. He gave up two in the fifth, and that was it for him. Quick, so, uh, quick hook. Yeah, I mean. You're in a, a two-one ball game, and all of a sudden you come out, and it's and it's three-two, and and you're on the hook for another loss. He's never won a World Series game. Oh, and seven. This is I I don't know if I've ever seen someone who gets hyped up more than Justin Verlander and hasn't delivered in the World Series. <laughs> it's brutal, this, dude. It's brutal to watch. Does this take away from his legacy at all? Like he's gonna be a yes. first ballot Hall of Famer. I think yes. I don't know. It definitely hinders it. I don't know if it completely takes away or is like a huge dent in it. I looked up his stats in the postseason. He's still got great postseason stats, even though he's got those seven losses. He's got like 100 and some innings pitched in the postseason with like a 3-4, 3-5 ERA. So overall, it's good. It's just once he gets to the World Series, dude, he can't win a game. And then I think his ERA balloons to like five in the World Series. It's a 5-7-3 in that one. Look at that. You know, like... I'm, obviously, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's one yep. of the greatest pitchers of our of our time. Yep. But I mean, not delivering on the biggest stage seems it's, to be a problem. And it's undeniable. It will get brought up anytime he gets brought up. Like there's just no doubt about. It. There's no escaping it. Now, if they would have won the World Series, you wouldn't hear about it ever. But he did drop two. Yep. Well, that's yeah. a perfect point because, to be honest, I could told you that he didn't win a World Series game in 2017 when the Houston Astros did win. 
I didn't know that until they started talking about it this World Series. I thought he did actually win a game. I didn't know that. Well, exactly. Exactly. It's not brought up because right. they won. Because they won. Yep. Exactly. But if they get bounced like this, now everything gets gets magnified. Can we talk about what happened in the? Was it the eighth inning or was it the seventh inning? Of uh, seven or seven. Six. Can we talk about the seventh inning with Trey Turner running down the baseline real quick? Oh my god. Of course. It's been a controversial topic this whole time. It's been all over MLB Network. I am absolutely blown. First of all, the play is not reviewable. And they reviewed it. Okay, so, you know, it's funny how Major League Baseball went completely silent after this because it didn't necessarily affect the game. If it would have affected the game, this would have been the most colossal fuck-up I have ever seen in my life. How you can even call that right at that point in the game in the seventh inning, how you can even call that. And it's so it, like the rule is it's a gray area rule. Like th- there's yeah. no clear answer to it. My dad called it's, me. and was like, what's the rule? Interpretation. Yeah. There, it's a gray area type rule, but pitchers are, are taught to throw the baseball in that situation towards the base runner. The Base runner is taught to run on the inside part of the line and veer back towards the base. Create that angle, yep. Everyone did exactly what they were supposed to do, and the Astros got rewarded for something that is never called in baseball. I, I, I've been watching baseball and, and playing it and coaching it for almost 20 years. Almost, uh, playing it for 24 years. Have never, ever seen that called in my life. Um, it's also I, a, it's also a judgment call. They did say that, so he had no right really. Do you feel like is your call? Like he didn't have to review it. He didn't have to overturn the call. Like if you said he was safe, he would have been like, no, it's my judgment. That's it. No, 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 no. It's it's a not. First of all, it's a non-reviewable play. Then I thought they reviewed it. They did, but it's an it, it's a non-reviewable play it, because it's a, because it's a judgment call. That's like. You know, that's like calling a balk and then going back and be like, well, I want to, you know, I want to review that. You can't. Yeah, it's it's a judgment call. Um, so they, they only reviewed it because, like, they must have gotten word from somebody in Major League Baseball was like, you need to review this or we are going to have a serious problem. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I thought it, it was completely preposterous that they called it on the field. Um, I understand, you know, they're moving fast. So, like, something like that could come up. But – it wasn't close at all, man, and he barely even was like close to the grass. Like he was running on the grass line. He was still basically in the dirt, um, and a bad throw draws Guriel into him. Uh, I think you have to be one hundred percent certain that 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 Turner, that the base runner, impeded the play. Um, and I think Dean, the only person I've ever seen do it was uh, Pettis. Uh, he used to run at like the people like in the baseline, like completely out of the way to try and draw an obstruction call. You remember that? I, I, I mean, if there's anyone that, that would do it, <laughs> it right. would, it would be him, but it's just one of those things. Like, like I said, I've, I've never seen it. I've seen it done a million times. I've seen people even further in the baseline, right? On, like, you know, I've and get away with it in the baseline and never been called for it. And the reason why it's never called is because when a pitcher sails that throw, 
so far wide that the first baseman gives up on it, it's not called. But because there was contact on the first baseman's glove, it gets magnified again, in which Trey Turner, if he would have stepped anywhere else, if he would have stepped on the inner third of the bag, I would have been like, they have a legit argument there. He literally stepped dead center of that bag. So I was so confused. At that point, I started thinking baseball was rigged. I was like, the fix is in. <laughs> they, tried to, they tried to, and then Rendon said, ball don't lie. Exactly. Exactly. The ball never lies. And Rendon gets just lifts. And, and JD, yep. you are so right. You said it a few weeks ago or a few days ago or whatever. I don't remember. It was like maybe last week. But I am so sick of hearing about the short porch in Yankee Stadium. Oh, the Crawford boxes and left. Yuli Gurriel hitting that, that cheap shot in the game seven. <laughs> Dude, I can go yard there. Absolutely. I believe it's probably easier to hit a home run there than it is at Yankee Stadium. I truly believe that. In a, in a dome? I don't know, dude. Like, it just seems like every line drive I see hit off someone's bat is going over the fence. Yeah, I, and, and oh, another thing, the ball was definitely no longer juiced in the playoffs. They admitted that. You mean in the World Series? No, even in the playoffs, dude. There were, there oh, were. Oh, they, they gave regular balls. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, there, I mean, there was just. I would love to look at the home run production, and, and I mean, the fact that the Yanks and Twins only hit what, like nine, in a three-game set. The Yanks and Astros only no, hit. Said. Well, yeah, but they, the Yanks swept them. Oh yeah, true. Uh, the the Yanks and Astros, I think, hit eighteen, and they were all solo bombs, but a lot of flyouts deep. It, it's I just it, I would love to see the ratio for it. Yeah, it was, they were definitely lower. Yeah, interesting fact though, maybe the fact of the pod. I saw something on Twitter today that caught my eye a little bit. 2014 rotation for the Detroit Tigers. Did you guys see that? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Verlander, Scherzer, and Sanchez, Sanchez uh-huh. David Price, and Rick Porcello, all of them participated in the World Series in the last two years. Obviously, that David Price and Rick Porcello were on the Red Sox last year in their championship, and Verlander, Scherzer, and uh, Annabelle Sanchez were in the World Series this year, four of them being crowned champion. Actually, all five of them are World Series champions. Verlander won it in 2017. I, I don't know. I just thought that was something cool to mention really quick. But speaking of Max Scherzer, let's go straight into Game 7. This was the first time that two Cy Young candidates were going to pitch against each other in a World Series. It was Max Scherzer and Zach Granke. I thought Max Scherzer pitched his rear end off, but Zach Granke did it a little bit better. Excellent pitch game, I thought, by both sides. It was just then decided by the bullpen. I, Max Scherzer, I mean, he kept going at it. I really, you know, I always say my opinion will be biased when it comes to Max Scherzer. He's my favorite player, but he was. I mean, when he didn't get a call, he had like, I think he had three walks. It was like outrageous. Like, that's not Max Scherzer. But I mean, he still was competing. He had like second and third, like three times in the game, and he got out of it. He got out of jams. He pitched his butt off. I mean, I know he only pitched five innings, and I, how many needed Granky go? Like four and two thirds or some shit. I thought it was a quick hook on Grinky. Yeah, because it was just right after that bomb. It was like, see ya. I thought he pitched really good too. And I also think that Grinky really didn't deserve that because he deserved a lot more. He really did well too. But 
What did you guys think of the pitching duel? I mean, this was a very hyped-up pitching matchup. What did you guys think? Granke threw six and a third. He oh, went out okay. after he went out after the bump because they were getting shut out. Right, he was absolutely healing. Yeah, he, he they were getting shut out until Rendon went yard, mm-hmm. who I swear to God um, has no emotion at all. <laughs> oh no, uh, I saw dancing in the in the dugout. It was pretty funny. Yeah, but my God, dude, when he's on the field, he's about as stone cold as it gets. He looks so calm when he hits too. It's so cool. Now, having said that, definitely thought it was a quick hook. I thought he pitched his ass off and was absolutely in shock with the game that that he threw yep. in a game seven, knowing his history and all that. Uh, I'll, I'll table my thought for right now if you guys have anything else to say about it. I just thought, personally, this game was mismanaged. Yeah, I thought... Uh... It was a quick hook. Um, I thought they – I would have gone to Garrett Cole there in game seven. Like I know he just chucked, but usually guys like that, like he's – dude's got a rubber arm. And, you know, especially all the adrenaline and the emotion going into that, he's going to be at, throwing absolute cheddar. Um, he just pitched a great game against them, uh, you know, two days before or three days before. Uh, I didn't like going to Smith there too. Um, I thought they overused Smith a lot. He just gave up a dinger the game before. I would have put a if you if you're not going Garrett Cole, I would have put a Zuna in there. Um, but yeah, I, I I I agree with you, Dino. I think a little bit mismanaged in the game seven. I thought the the biggest mismanagement that there was. First of all, like I I really like Will Harris. I I think. Oh, that's yeah, Harris, not Smith. My bad. Yeah, I, I I personally like Will Harris. He's he's been very legit all postseason. Unfortunately, you know why why take out? You know that was my thing. Was if you were gonna take Granky out, it had to have been Cole. In my opinion, they said that they wanted to give him a clean inning. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't care. You know, like. That's just my opinion. I don't care. Uh, I would have went to and if, and if if Cole wasn't your option and you wanted to give him a clean inning, you go straight to Asuna. Right, and he goes like you know one in the third, one in, maybe two. I know I know he's a closer, so two's maybe stretching a little bit, but yeah, one in some change, and then Cole finishes out the last inning or two. But yeah, Asuna's that's, been so bad in the postseason. Exactly, which is right. why I would like let Granky finish that inning. Like it, if. I mean, 2020 hindsight is what, is what, like, it sucks. But, you know, why, why not? Yeah, Granky only threw 80, 80 pitches. Why not have Granky go against Howie Kendrick? Which that pitch that Kendrick hit out too off Harris was like a pitcher's pitch, dude. It was a perfect pitch, just crazy hit. Yeah, it was a per- perfect piece of hitting. Yeah, you know, someone someone brought up a question to me. I think it was my dad. Is a is a foul pole home run a cheap one? I said no. No, it's a dinger, bro. I think it's one of the greatest sounds in baseball, <laughs> dude. And it was so quiet when that thing hit. And I know they got mics everywhere on there, but just the doink of that thing was so great. It was great. I watched it three times. <laughs> uh, but- the only, I'm sorry, JD. The only other mismanagement I can think of, and it was kind of big was Eaton steals second base. 
he elect Hinch elects to pitch to Soto in the eighth. Oh yeah, with the yes. open base, yeah. You know, in my opinion, any other guy can beat me except the guy who is seeing the baseball dead red yep. in the postseason. I I am I am making Howie Kendrick beat me again. That's just that's my philosophy on it. Like I know he went yard the the inning before, but I don't care. Like have have this guy beat me again. Because it was righty on righty. I believe yeah, it was righty on righty. It was Asuna. Asuna versus Soto. And what what's the you're not putting a runner in scoring position. He's already there. Right. So you're not really giving you're not giving anything up. Soto's not going first to third on a base hit to right field. Obviously, when the throw goes four, he might be, but that's the odds that I would take because you have Kendrick, Estrubel, Cabrera, and Zimmerman coming up. I will. I I'll take my odds with one of those three guys beating me over Soto. Right. Absolutely agree. But just to go over that real quick, like we said, Max Scherzer threw five innings, and they the Nationals brought in Patrick Corbin, who they signed in this past off season. He threw three innings for them, and then they put in Daniel Hudson to close it out for them. Astros put in. That was obviously shaky. Now. Next question. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but did the Astros now regret not putting in Garrett Cole? They had him warming up. It was like the fourth inning, I think. They had him warming up in the bullpen, and then they sat him. Once the lead was blown, he looked very, and I mean very upset. He looked like his dog was like, his dog just died in the, in the bullpen when everything was happening. Like, after the game, he said, I hope I get to keep my friends here, and I thank everything that Houston Astros and Houston has done for me. To me, that was basically saying goodbye. Bro, I'm taking gone. my talent somewhere else. He gone. I'm going to be in a different uniform. We may not know what it is, but he's gone. He took off that Houston hat very quickly to put on a Scott Boris Corporation hat. That was a message sent, <laughs> I think. Like I You can't that. tell me that that was scripted. He meant to do Holy that. Shit. Like, But, I mean, that I just like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, they that, regret that, it. They definitely dude, regret it. Uh, yeah, they regret it, and he had every right to be pissed. Also, a part of the mismanagement in that game because I I'm gonna live and die with my best, and he's the best in the game yep. right now. Yep. However, as, as a Yankee fan, I don't want that fucking guy. He's going I, out I west. He's from he's from Cali. I think he's going out to Anaheim. Like I I do not want Garrett Cole. I I honestly think that's the biggest dick move you could have ever done. In, Wait, he in, did his post game presser in the Scott Boris Corporation hat. Yep. Yeah. Whoa. That's. You know, I just think it's disrespectful to your teammates. Like, let's let's understand something, right? He just turned twenty nine. Damn. He's looking for a seven or eight million. He's looking for a seven to ten year contract anywhere within the two hundred and ten to three hundred million dollar range. Yeah, I think he gets three hundred mil. And that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He, dude, he's worth every penny. He's the best pitcher. He's he's worth every penny for the next four years. That's it. Four or five years. True. But you got to overpay for him, though. It, exactly. And you know what? If the Yanks do it, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want him that bad. Yeah. I, I really don't. And you know what? Go out west. We've seen it a million times. Go out west. That's fine. Bye. <laughs> no one hears you, then. Okay, man. You know what? Like, yeah, like go to, go ahead, go to the Padres. You actually might make them, I don't know, 11 and a half games out next year. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, like, go ahead. Slightly better than the third nine and a half this year. Go, go to the Angels. That, that's the only shot you have of being possibly okay. Because yeah, I think obviously, he, I think he goes to the Halos. I mean, that's fine. But, but then, guess what? You know, if I as a Yanks fan, I'll see you in the in the in the ALDS, and guess what? I only get to see. I only have to see you once because we're <laughs> because the, the rest of your staff blows. So that's fine. But I personally thought after that in the ninth inning, game seven, Adam Eaton hitting that two-run single in the top of the ninth, basically gift-wrapped the Nationals with their first championship in their franchise. Scherzer finally being a champion makes me so happy. You guys say it all the time that your guy of your generation is probably Justin Verlander. Personally, personally for me, it's probably Max Scherzer. It's probably a lot of people's favorite player. I love everything about him. I mean – just his how much he competes, his fire in the game, the two different color eyes, like it is literally everything like you could imagine in a competitor. I mean, AJ Hinch said before the game, I expect Max Scherzer to be breathing fire when he's pitching tonight. I mean, him sitting there before he pitched, when he was sitting there and he was talking to himself, he just looks so pissed. I, I could go on and on. But real quick, shout out to our boy Michael Taylor on being a World Series champion, center fielder for the uh, Washington Nationals. Congratulations, man. Uh, hope to see you soon, actually. Maybe be at WA. I'm going down there soon. But um, what is Bryce Harper doing right now? Because the memes are all over the place on Twitter. I've seen them all this morning. Saw them all last night when there was like one out left in the World Series. They already started blowing up on my Twitter feed. I mean, is is this this is regret now. It is regret. It's one thing to get to the World Series. It's another now you're not having a ring. They They did it without him. You know, Strasburg was was their their first overall selection in 2005, I believe it was. Harper was in no the Zimmerman 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 was 05. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zimmerman was their first. Yeah. So then oh, Strasburg, oh, nine Strasburg was, was like 12 or something like that. No, 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 no. Oh, 09, oh, I think was Harper, Strasburg. Yeah, gotcha. Harper was 12. There it is. I think. You know, and so, then Strasburg made his debut in 2010. Yeah, like real happy for first of all, Zimmerman deserves it over anybody. I mean, that guy has yeah. been playing well, his whole career in the in the same spot. You know, good for him. Uh, Harper, I I don't know how you don't feel regret, and this is where being a professional athlete, I don't think I can handle. I think I would be getting on Twitter just blowing people up with just like sending <laughs> pictures of my bank account, like you know what I mean. Like I I would not. Yeah, I would not handle this this right at all so if you don't hear from him he did a hell of a job but i'll tell you what the first game back in dc this upcoming season or next season is going to be classic <laughs> marky calendars i mean i don't know i would regret it i would i, like I would be like i'm an idiot <laughs> or, yeah i mean there's got to be even if he puts on a strong face and says he had no regrets, like uh, I'm happy with all that, this, the decisions I've made, there's 100% regret in there. Even if it's a little bit, uh, the fact that they won it, it's probably a lot of it now, man. Like that, I'm sure he likes Philadelphia and likes his teammates over there too. But yeah, th that's got to be a big deal, man. First of all, I've never met anyone who said they like Philadelphia. <laughs> no, I said his teammates in Philadelphia. Oh, okay. I was gonna say if he likes the town, he's a <laughs> freaking moron they got good cheesesteaks yeah i mean like i don't know how he's not fat right now he's probably depressed just eating cheesesteaks cheese every game 
<laughs> yeah, awesome. every time, every time the the Nats win, but it's just <laughs> it's it's there's got to be regret. Like I understand he got his his three hundred million, but yep. I just I don't think he like. And honestly, he might win one. If he wins one, he probably doesn't give a shit. But uh, yeah, it, exactly. And, and dude, he's the he's an ultimate competitor too. Like dude is, is crazy competitive, so you know that grinds his gears a little bit. I mean, Nationals uh, TV uh, news ch- channel, I don't know what it's called, but they put it on their Twitter. They they put a picture, the video of Bryce Harper getting introduced of, oh, yeah. to the Phillies, and they wrote, he said, he we want to bring a title back to D.C. He meant to say Philadelphia, of course. But they posted on their Twitter, they were like, you're right, Bryce, LOL. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that's too far. Oh, hold on a second. Like, I missed that whole thing. Did he actually say that? He yes, actually he said did. that in his he said, introductory press conference, Dino. You got to look at the clip. He said, we want to bring a title back to D.C., and he didn't even catch himself. He didn't say, my bad, Philadelphia. He just kept going on. Like, he didn't notice until he was done. And what did he say afterwards? Nothing. He just, like, it was a meme, and it still is now. Everybody's putting tagging him on Twitter and Instagram about it. I mean, that's just embarrassing. That's bad. Yeah. What a... But, I mean, what a jackass. <laughs> Do you guys think the Nationals are going to make it back? No. Or is this a one-time thing? Nah, this is your team of destiny, dude. They're, they're never going to win another championship, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Howie Kendrick played like the, the postseason of his life, if not the season of his life. Rendon, I don't think, signs. I think he leaves. Um, Strasburg's coming up on huge money too. Uh, Scherzer, as good and as dominant as he is, he's like mid thirties, isn't he? So like, I don't know. I think they're already the oldest team in baseball. They got Soto young talent with, uh, Soto and Trey Turner, but I don't know, man. I I think, uh, yeah, it was a one-time thing for him. And the NL East is tough, man. I have a serious man crush on Trey Turner. (laughs) Like it's it like it's it's serious. <laughs> if I could be one major league baseball player, it would be him. You know he yeah. lives next to my house. Yeah, he lives. He's a Boynton Beach type guy, and that's awesome. But yeah, uh, yeah. They, for they, 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 location, but okay. I mean, I didn't give him your address. <laughs> I mean, Boynton yeah. Beach is a big area. <laughs> you know, it would take someone ten years to find you. Jedi. I mean, Jedi, I'm in New Cumberland, Pennsylvania. You're good, bro. Yeah, I'm in Weston, Florida. Come find me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think you live in Sunrise. I got my own personal arsenal of freedom waiting for you. Hey, you, where are you from? Duluth, Minnesota. And you, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. San Antonio, Texas. And ducks fly together. <laughs> you know, like, what were we talking about? Oh, the Nats make it back. Yeah, no, the Nats aren't making it back, dude. I mean, like, Soto's <laughs> gone in, in four years, dude. You know what I mean? Like, like, and realistically, like, this is so sad to say, but, like, I saw a meme the other day of, of like, I think it was SpongeBob, and, like, there was two SpongeBob characters, like, swimming freely in the water, and then there was, like, bars in front of them, and, like, there was a logo of the Redskins just, like, sitting there, and... <laughs> the capitals and nationals logos were like, yeah, everyone else is out. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the wizards and redskins are, it's so depressing. Like, and and people have no idea 
the magnitude of how how loyal Redskin fans are. Like they really have no idea. They they just think like okay, they're never sold out. Like it, it, but dude, they they are like we are so loyal. It's a proud organization, man. Yeah, and it's so depressing. But I, the the stat I saw the other day on I think it was on uh, Van Pelt was like the Nationals were the first team to I forget what it was. Um, I forget what it was, but it was like since like the 1914 Braves, Boston Braves. So I forget what it was. I think it might have been win three games on the road or something, or f- win two games on the. I don't know. I forget what it was. Yeah, I don't know. Personally, I think Strasburg's going to be out of there. I hope he doesn't because he has like such a name there. But I don't know why he hasn't opt out this off season. I think he opts out because he wants more money and more years because he only has four years left. He's going to want more. But with that, we will be doing report cards for the uh, Astros and the Nationals for their seasons next podcast, which you'll most likely hear on Monday. So stay tuned for that. But got a text today from De Palma. Said, you hear about Josh Hamilton? I said, I don't. Still don't really know a whole lot about it. So, DePalma, you want to talk about that? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sad to to read this type of news too. Um, with how scumbag. Uh, yeah, definitely scumbag alert going off. Um, especially with how scumbag. <laughs> Uh, I mean, on the field, like, I mean, he was electric, man. Like that, that run that he had, um, you know, starting in Cincy and then with Texas, you know, uh, everyone knows. And if you don't know, uh, his struggles with alcohol and, and other drugs. Um, and I think that in my opinion, probably has a big reason to do with, uh, uh, with these disturbing details coming out of here. Um, Josh Hamilton was charged with a third degree felony, uh, which, uh, or for, excuse me, for injury to a child, uh, after an incident with his 14 year old daughter. Um, the disturbing details are a daughter, the daughter made a comment that upset Josh Hamilton. He chucked a water bottle at her and hit her and then threw a chair against a wall, um, like in front of her right there. And he threw her over his shoulder and onto her bed where he proceeded to hit her in the legs, uh, basically spanking her. So um, it's disturbing to hear about, um, especially with, uh, you know, corporal punishment, basically like disciplining children, a hot topic issue in 2019 too. Uh, But I feel like this goes far beyond just any regular type of discipline. Um, Dino set off the scumbag alert. Uh, Yeah, this is pretty scummy, man. I mean, to your 14-year-old daughter, uh, it's pretty disgusting. He might be back on the cocaine. We don't Dude, know. Yeah, yeah, alcohol, cocaine, and any combo. Uh, it, it. I certainly think. I mean, he's relapsed many, many times, and, and you know that's uh, been documented before too. Uh, it, it's unfortunate, is what it really is. I don't even want to give this guy anything. I mean, I, honestly, I think he has one of the most amazing stories ever for the way of getting to the league from where he did it. He was an alcoholic cocaine and he was just given the opportunity just to cut grass on a field yeah and finally he was given the chance hey you want to hit 10 baseballs on the field and little by little he got his way back and i think it's one of the, probably the, in my opinion it's probably top three greatest stories on how someone got there and just seeing things like this that he still struggles with stuff like this and now he's you know taking it out on his 14 year old daughter just is like horrible i don't even want to talk about it because it disgusts me but to lighten up the pod back up. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
let me let me jump in real quick and say if he is struggling with addiction, I do feel for him, and I hope he gets better. Yeah, I, I really exactly. like I yeah, like as much as as this is a scumbag move, like okay, but if he is struggling with addiction and it comes out that he's going to rehab and all this stuff, he's got to clean himself up again. Like I feel for the guy and like, I hope and pray that, that he gets it all figured out. You just never want to see, you know, like if, if you saw his 14 year old daughter, which I haven't, but if you see her in size compared to him, you know, it's not necessary. Like he's, he's a really big dude. He is a big yeah. dude. So in that sense, like he, like hitting, like if you want to punish your kid or, you know, give your kid a spanking, like that's one thing. But taking it a little bit to the extreme, I think yeah. throwing a water bottle at her isn't necessarily a big deal. I throw a water bottle every time the Yankees lose. So <laughs> it is what it is. But the second you lift her up and and throw her on the bed and start hitting her, we got we got a problem. Yeah, big problem. And uh, I, I think – also, too, just the last thing with about it, too, uh, the addiction is certainly a factor in it, but it is in no way excusing any of the behavior that he had. Yeah, but like I said, to lighten up the podcast back up, let's get into the ed- educational part with history class with Deepaw. I welcome everyone. Welcome back to history class with Mr. D. Paul, your favorite history teacher. Um, today we got a couple topics. Uh, remember, I think last pod I, I said about maybe a pop quiz coming up. Did you guys do any studying or anything? Ooh, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe there's no pop quiz yet, but you know we're going to be asking a couple questions. Keep you guys uh, entertained in here. Um, first thing, October, like uh, Jedi said, October 31st. Halloween, there's quite a few things that happened in, in history. Uh, in 1517, Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses to the door of the church in Wittenberg, Germany. Do you guys know which religion this effectively created? Catholicism? Catholicism. No, Catholicism. Uh, wait, oh. Lutherism. Oh my gosh, I'm so dumb. <laughs> Protestantism uh, and Lutheranism, yeah. correct? They're both closely tied together. Um, but I'm no, the, the church in Wittenberg. Yeah, the Catholicism was the church that he was breaking away from. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Love it. Um, fast forward about 300 years or so. 1803, United States of America. The U.S. Congress ratified the Louisiana Purchase, which effectively doubled the size of our nation. Um, and actually, uh, researching this, 13 states got created out of the Louisiana Purchase, um, all the way down from Louisiana, Louisiana on the Gulf Coast, all the way up to Minnesota, um, so and, and further west out there too. Um, it actually came out as only $15 million in 1803 money, uh, which equated to about five cents an acre, which is crazy great price. Um, do you guys know, question, do you know who we bought it from and why? Napoleon. Ooh, Jedi. Napoleon Jedi, is correct. Research. <laughs> I promise you, no, I'm actually a history guy. I really am. I watch the History Channel all the time with my dad. I'm a big Egyptian guy. I just know that. that we bought it from Napoleon. No, like the pyramids and stuff. Like I like that. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for Like the pyramids, how they did that. Like, Would you like, call yourself an Egyptologist? 
What'd you just say? <laughs> I said, would you describe yourself as an Egyptologist? Not at all. I'm not that. I'm not that into it. That's messing with <laughs> it's you. It's just like a Sunday morning, nothing on. Now that baseball and quick pitch definitely won't be on. Probably will watch maybe on a 30 minute episode of that. The dude, by the way, that guy has the perfect voice for the History Channel. The Australian guy. I don't know what his name is, but he needs to be rewarded for his voice. Okay, continue, Napoleon. All right, yes. Third topic. Uh, 1864. The great state of Nevada became the 36th state in the union. Um, I freaking love Las Vegas. It's the greatest place in the world. Um, number four. Disagree. Actually disagree, <laughs> but continue. For different reasons. It's How about it's a great place in the world? Um, 1952. The United States explodes the first hydrogen bomb in the South Pacific. Um, thankfully, a hydrogen bomb has never been used uh, in combat. There, you know, we've only dropped uh, two nuclear weapons in combat, um, which leads me to my question. Do you know the names of the, uh, of the two atomic bombs dropped on Japan? Hiroshima mm. and— No, it's the cities. <laughs> it's the cities they dropped it on. It was Hiroshima yes, and Nagasaki. The bombs, Jedi, not the, the cities. The, the oh. bombs was was the bomb. The first bomb was called Ghost Face Killer, <laughs> and see me no more. <laughs> and you're done. Um, no, it was Fat Man and Little Boy, and then were the names of the bombs. Do you know the name of the plane which dropped them? The B fifty two. It was that the B fifty two was the type of plane. Do you know the name of the plane? Just like every boat has a a, a name, every plane has a name too. It's good yeah, luck. The- the, the BB-8. BB-8. Great guess, Dino. No, it was the it was the oh. Enola, it was the Enola Gay was the name of the bomb, and it dropped both of them. Never would have thought of that. <laughs> I hear you, Dean. Um, number five. We're going into current times here. Um, Nineteen ninety-eight. Saddam Hussein announces Iraq will no longer allow UN inspectors to inspect their facilities. Um, we. They were long suspected of uh, the, the the coin term was um, weapons of mass destruction, but uh, Saddam was really into uh, chemical weapons. Um, and, you know, he said all of his factories, you know, weren't producing chemicals, uh, but they clearly were. Um, but this was just one of the many steps which eventually led to our invasion of Iraq um, after 9-11 and the war on terrorism. Uh, if you remember, if you remember, yeah, if you remember they, they did not find any nuclear weapons or weapons of mass destruction, but, uh, you know, hordes of stockpiles of chemical weapons. Uh, but there was definitely a personal vendetta there for, for GW going into to Iraq. Hey, that concludes the, the lesson for today. Uh, I hope you guys took notes. You did a great job answering questions. Um, but be on the, be on the lookout for a pop quiz in, in the coming weeks. We'll do. Got to get the studying done. Get your yeah, damn JD. homework done, you idiots. I'm going to sit next to JD. <laughs> Copy off him. But with that, let's go straight into Pol Pot Thursday. Top three Halloween movies and top three candies you hoped for when you were trick-or-treating. We have a special guest today. My loving girlfriend, Alyssa, who puts up with my bullshit, my <laughs> shenanigans. Babe, how we doing from the other room? Well, you're doing good in the other room. Just <laughs> tending to our dog. Fantastic. 
Uh, so doing great. I'm so happy it's Halloween. It's uh, we got like a tornado warning here in Pennsylvania, which is kind of scary. Um, no, like one won't hit where I live, but it uh, it definitely adds a little spooky factor to it. We're not in Kansas anymore, Dorothy. <laughs> okay, so babe, we go. We're going top Halloween movies first. Now you're Miss Halloween, so don't fuck this up. A lot of pressure on you. Feel the nerves. Mm. I want you to embrace the pressure, sweat a little bit. Hope you got a rag next to you. You can wipe your forehead. But we're going to, we're going from from third to one. So we're going to start with top Halloween movies. Your top three, three to one. We'll let ladies go first. Jedi, take your skirt off. You're a boy today. <laughs> okay. Um, for my third, I'm gonna go with Beetlejuice Ooh, because it has the yes. Halloween feel. Because you can watch a scary movie. Or you can watch a movie that's a thriller, but it has to have a Halloween feel. That has a Halloween feel to it. Um, hmm. For number two, I'm going to go with The Craft. I don't know if you probably have not seen that, because it's more of like a chick movie. But it's about some witches, so it's pretty good. That feels like Halloween. My number one is Hocus Pocus. It's the nice. Disney movie. And it was before Disney started making the lame shit. Like, the stuff that... <laughs> it's not... It's scary. It has creepy stuff in it. But now Disney Channel does this... My kids won't be watching Disney Channel because it's lame now. <laughs> Wait, Love so it. are you a fan of Halloween Town, which was, like, 1990? See, that's in my honorable mention section. <laughs> I what? love Halloween Town. Someone came prepared. I, I actually have a question for all of these. Beetlejuice. Yeah. Did you like Winona Ryder in it? Oh my god, I loved her in it. I went through a period where I wanted to look like Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, I think she's great in it. And Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice is amazing. I forget it's him. That's how good it is. Right. He's so disgusting. <laughs> what was your number two again? The Craft, um, which, which, which I have to comment on this. Okay, so I looked it up. I'm looking for any possible way to bash her, and I and I and I haven't found one yet. This this movie had a 15 million dollar budget and made 55. Damn. Now that's that's not the part that I'm looking at. I'm looking at the cast. It's four chicks. The fourth one, I don't know who it is, but Robin Tunney, who is uh, Veronica Donovan in Prison Break. Mm. Mm-hmm. For, Great for series, though. Shout Dean, you got me all hooked on that shit. Yeah, Feruza Balk, who is um, Vicky Valancourt in The Waterboy. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She's so good. And 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 my and my, oh my god, my like '90s crush, who I still think is an absolute smoke show in Nev Campbell. You know what? You just took the words out of my mouth. I was gonna say that. That's not very fair. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. I wish Nev Campbell was my mom. She's old enough to be my mom, I think. For sure, which would never mind. Which would mean but what? The craft, <laughs> though, I saw like last. What was it? I think like two weeks ago. They're actually remaking it. I don't know if Are you saw really? that. Yeah, with oh my four God. girls. I saw Great. it's going to be in production. It'll be out next year for twenty twenty Halloween. Nice. The only Fantastic. disappointing thing is some of the actors now. Nineties hmm, actors were so much better. Yeah, that was uh, a whole cast you just listed right there. I like that. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Next Halloween, I'm going to waste $26 to go see this rat-ass movie. 
You just said it. Okay. It was a great cast back then. Like, uh, so what if they star like, like B list? No, never mind. That's a decent list. Got a fifty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but no one gives a shit about Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb, way to go. Six point three out of ten. Not a bad movie. Hocus Pocus with your one is is a professional review. That's that. I love that one. Yeah, I like who's, I like Spistosa. Who's next? They're supposed to be remaking it. I'll go. And go by ahead, the way, Jedi. I feel like I feel like Hocus Pocus is on everybody's list, so I'm saying it now. It's not on my list. Dean's gonna get more mad. Have not seen it. What? You seen I, 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 I don't, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I knew Dean was gonna say that. I have not I seen it. I'm sorry. Like it's it's too late to see it now. If you see it now, you're gonna say. <laughs> is it's it old movie. though? Is it an older movie? Like I told it's De Palma not. this before. You have to remember, I'm 18. And well, I I'm 22, and I still 80s. love it. <laughs> I yeah, wasn't I mean, born it when it was made. It, it, JD, when were you born? 2001. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that's fucking wild. You were negative eight when it came out. Negative eight. Negative eight. It feels good not to be the baby for once. <laughs> um, but I guess I'll go. My number three is going to be Ghostbusters. I kind of went with the same criteria, I guess you could say. It's more of a movie that I'd watch around Halloween time, but it really has nothing to do with Halloween. I guess you could kind of say it does with the monsters and the ghosts and all that. But I've always loved Slimer as a character. I actually, my dad made a pumpkin of him this um, this Halloween. I love the cast. I can't wait for the new Ghostbusters that's coming out. It's going to be Finn Wolfhart, and I don't remember the girl's name. I think her name's Mary Grace. She's the little girl that's in Fuller House. That's Max's girlfriend. But Finn Wolfhart is Mike Wheeler in Stranger Things. He's also in It. I, I can't wait for that. It looks very hyped up. The original cast, Bill Murray, um, Hudson is going to be in it. All of them are going to be back in it. And basically, they're going to be giving, like, passing along, like, their tools, or you could say, to, like, Finn and Mary. Like, and they're going to be the new Ghostbusters. So I'm very excited for that. If you wanted to ask uh, the newest Ghostbusters with um, Melissa McCarthy... I don't think it was as bad as people say, but it was it wasn't that great of a movie. I so I'm really hoping this new Ghostbusters is good. My number two, Halloween. Michael Myers. It's the, probably the most iconic music for Halloween. That da 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 da. I mean, it was scary. I'm talking about 2018. Again, did not see the 1978 version. Never saw it. Probably never will. But Jesus Christ. Twenty eighteen, I guarantee, was a lot better due to graphics and CGI and all that it's other good. Way stuff. more than CGI bullshit, Jedi. But like <laughs> I don't know. I I'm more gonna talk about personally. Last year, 2018, I went to Halloween Horror Nights. They had a Halloween house with Michael Myers in it. I watched the movie two weeks before that. I will never go watch that movie again because of how close I was to Michael Myers about 10 times in that house. Yeah, I would have been shitting it's myself very, if I did that. Movies oh is very scary now. It was like completely you're going through the movie like if you were literally in first person because they're inches away from you. Of course, they're not allowed to touch you, but still probably will never watch the movie again because it terrified me, which brings me to my number one. I love this movie so much. I love the whole concept of it because I love Bill Skarsgård and the way he plays it. Oh, it is my number one Halloween movie. It has, again, it takes place in July, 
but I don't even know which one to pick. I'd probably pick the first one over the second one just due to like, it's more of this like story where they like, they make the oath and stuff. But Bill Skarsgård in that just made it for me. He was so creepy. I see people walking around in the, the it, the Pennywise costume and stuff. So that's what gets me for it. I mean, everybody knows it, that clown, the red balloon. It's like such an iconic movie and I'm so glad they remade it. Those are my three lists. Dean, you're up. What are your three? Or unless you had something to say about mine. Ghostbusters box office in 1984, 295 million bucks. Crushed, dude. It was the hottest thing ever, man. Like that's re- when tickets were probably like three bucks. That's yeah. absolutely absurd. <laughs> that's abs- like I can't, like that's got to be like equivalent to like like 1.4 billion today. It's got. Well, what be. year did it come out? 84. I just want to say the whole Michael Myers Halloween Horror Night. I would pay good money to have a fake a fake Michael Myers chase me around. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that can be arranged. You're not scary. Been waiting to take out that outfit. <laughs> it's equivalent to two dollars and forty seven cents nowadays. So two and a half times, but still that's you know almost a billion. Okay. Yeah, so six hundred million bucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. All right. Uh, my th- I, I wait, liked your list, Jedi. Wait, can, can I ask one more question? Alyssa, I was wondering beforehand, was it are you a fan of it? Absolutely. I read the book and loved it. I was too young to be reading the book when I read it. <laughs> the original It, I watched way too young, Uh-oh. terrified me. Oh, my gosh. But Hello. this reboot, I love Bill Skarsgård. I loved him before this, so when I found out he was being cast, I was like 10 times more excited. So I dragged Dean to go see it while we evacuated <laughs> for the hurricane. Oh, gosh. One or two? Are you one? The like first it one. one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I still, a lot of people more. said that. Yeah, a lot. Oh, you like the kids? Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I, I mean, I thought the second one was very well done, though. I, I loved the ending. I loved how it was. And I loved the actors that were in it. A lot of people didn't like the guy who played um, the chubby kid that, that all of a sudden he like had rock hard abs and he was the business guy and he was like all fit, the fit dude. What's his name? Ben? Yeah. A lot of people said it he didn't like him. I, like in the book, oh, in he the book? actually got better. Yeah, everybody was like, they didn't like how he was like, oh, this big muscle guy, but eh, I didn't really care. I liked the way the movie was done. But Dean, what's your list? Uh, all right, so number three is uh, Mighty Ducks D2. Uh, what? Wrong list, wrong list, <laughs> wrong list. Great uh, list. You are cutting that out. <laughs> R- wrong, I am not. Wrong list. Uh, three, Hocus Pocus. We've talked about just an absolute cult classic. If you were growing up uh, before 2001, you clearly enjoyed it. Number two, I agree with you. Halloween, any Halloween, not just the 2018 version, any Halloween because the music's absolutely dope. If you have a chance and you listen to a rap beat of it, it's fire. Number one, I'm kind of shocked by all of you a little bit. Like This is just kind of like... Every Halloween for about 10 years, there was nothing better to do. But if you go, like, Saw 1, like, when oh, Saw 1, like, the entire Saw series in general, like, Saw 1 and 2 were really good. The rest kind of fell off. Wild, dude. It was all, t- it all took place in that one room. Yeah, if you haven't seen Jigsaw, Jigsaw was actually really good. So, like, if, if you were to rate these movies, like, 1, 2, and then Jigsaw. 
You know, like, and I thought one and two were really good. But if I'm going to watch, like, a hollow, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie during Halloween, it's Saw. There's just, like, it got really gory in, like, three through, like, seven or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. it was just, like, irrelevant. But Saw 1 is still up there for best endings, in my Great opinion. Great. If I have a top, Great ending, yeah. If I have a top ten best ending movies, it's probably in the top ten. Yeah, you you definitely don't see that shit coming. That's just wild. And the the Halloween beat that I've seen the videos on Twitter of like people dancing to him dressed as Michael Myers. That shit is so funny, bro. I love that. The Rob Zombie reboot of Michael Myers Halloween movies was actually really good. I don't know if y'all have seen that. I know JD said he's only seen the 2018 one. Uh huh. He did like a reboot. It's a lot more vulgar, but it's really good. <laughs> nice it's Rob Zombie, but it's yeah. good. Deepaw, round it out. All right, I got my number three is one you guys may honestly haven't heard of. If you have, you'll love this movie. Ernest Scared Stupid was like early 90s. Ernest just got into ridiculous situations. And in this, it's just pure nostalgia to me. Uh, I remember watching it as a kid and I was seriously scared shitless watching it and like it's over nothing now but this demon would lure these kids into the woods and then you would transform them into wooden dolls and Ernest like got it would always get into trouble and shit and just uh, he was like an older guy um, but he ends up you know saving the town but Ernest scared stupid um, just a, a cult classic it's super nostalgic to me um, number two it's been touched on a bunch Hocus Pocus first bout Hall of Fame uh Halloween movie, absolutely love it. Um, number one, the original Halloween from 1978 still holds up today. The fact that Michael Myers just doesn't say anything, he's walking around with that plain, white, emotionless face. Dean, you touched on the music, just like the way that the, just the cinematography of that movie was amazing. The suspense, it's, I, you know, I watched it when I was like 18 and it's, you know, freaked the shit out of me for like, you know, months, you know, I'd be, uh, you know, freaking out like, oh my God, is like someone going to show up in a white mask? I, I hated it. But watching it later on in my life, oh my gosh, I love that movie. So Ernest Scared Stupid came out in 1991. Yep. Uh, they made $14 million at the box office. <laughs> it was a 5.7 on IMDb. <laughs> Dude, I told you, it's not a good movie, but like... <laughs> It just holds a special place because it was like the first movie I was scared of. The whole wooden doll thing scary. That's what I mean. It doesn't mean like it's freaky. Like these kids get lured to the woods for no reason. I I forget, or if there is, I forget what it is. But like this demon like lures them into the woods. It got a seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Fuck Rotten Tomatoes. They don't know what the shit they're talking about. Hundred percent. I should work the demon. Oh, I should work for him. I sh- I should work for him, dude. Like I should work for IMDb I, if you think you're a professional writer. I am, he's just but pretentious I'm, about movies. He's not professional. But, he's pretentious. I'm professional, okay. And and just for the record, this this movie was 92 minutes long. If there's any movie on Netflix that's less than two hours, I automatically don't watch it. Oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Two two hours and one minute, fantastic time. Well. El, uh, oh, dang, I feel like I'm going to butcher the name. El Camino? No, I said that right. El Camino. Uh, yeah, the Breaking Bad sequel with uh, Aaron Paul, that was an hour and 45, so you watched and, it. And, and, I, and I wasn't blown away by it. It served its purpose for me. That's exactly. Really all. It, 
it wasn't gonna be breaking bad, it. but it, it finished the story for him. Yes, I could have lived without it, but I wanted it. You know what I mean? I, it's just like just like a lot of things, right? It was just an extended episode. And to be honest with you, like that should have been done five years ago. That should have been done before Better Call Saul. Mm. Oh, I wanted to tell you guys this since you talked about Halloween. Um, do you know when they came out with the original Halloween, they actually put test groups of people and di- they played around with different bass sounds and different musical sounds and pitches <sighs> no to see way. what like created the most fear in people. Right. Oh my or god. The most nervousness. They did it with um, Psycho. It was about Norman Bates. Yep. Like that original scary movie sound, they would put people in focus groups and play these over and over and see which created the most fear, the most anxiety in someone. Oh my gosh. It worked. Uh, yeah. that's, that's a fun fact. Great fact. Right. Yeah. Let's go. Let's get into the top three candies. Babe, what's your list? Um, My number three is going to be the pink nerds, just the pink ones. <laughs> they come in the little boxes. <laughs> I'm the annoying person that eats those one by one. <laughs> no, you don't. I do. I swear. I did it at my desk today. <laughs> oh my! Does it take you like 20 minutes to eat it? Oh, it takes me like an hour. <laughs> I take my time, but it's good. Oh my gosh! See, I just eat them all at the same time. My number—that's Dean. <laughs> <laughs> my number you see two. This? You, see, you see what's happening right now? <laughs> what's happening? For shit, nothing. Keep going. My number two is Kit Kat. I've always loved Kit Kats any time of year, but mm. I hope I get them when I trick or treat. Um, and my number one is going to be specifically banana laffy taffy. I have so. Oh yeah, I'm so glad. You love said that. that. I can't love find so a bag of it you by said itself. That. That's not on my list. I don't want the green. I don't want the pink. The purple. No, no, no. I want to find a huge bag of banana laffy oh, taffy. That's the that's I my can... least favorite flavor of laffy taffies. I love I can it. live with the green. I love I love anything sour apple. Nah, Ew, that's I, the worst. I would eat I can the eat yellow it. one through my. I would eat the yellow one through my nose. <laughs> Ew. I don't know. I don't know what that now, meant. Now, have I a serious question, because every time I get a hold of a Kit Kat, I have to do the thing in the commercial where I try to like make it sound like in the commercial where it's like the snap. <laughs> do you also do that? I do not do that because I buy the little bags with the tiny ones in them, mm. with the white chocolate and the milk chocolate, and I just Ooh, throw yeah. away the dark chocolate. Whoa, dark chocolate's good though. Hey, so am I the only one that does that? Am I the only one that like actually snaps it like in like the thing? Yeah, you fell into yes. Team Jedi. Do you sing? I'm the, the only one. <laughs> yeah, do you no, sit down when you pee? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, no, but that has nothing to do with Kit Kats. <laughs> What? That's their song, you idiot. <laughs> do you only buy the left Twix? I, I'm Wait, the right when Twix you, guy. Do you sit down when you pee? Has something to do with Kit Kats? Who asked that? What? What are you talking about? Dean, didn't you just say that, bro? I, I swore I just heard that. Okay, I yes, I did. I, I, yes, I did. I did ask Okay, that. bro, I was like, no, I am going crazy now. I was like, there's no way that I was like, I just heard that in my head. I'm just fucking with your mind, Jedi. What the hell is that? You really scared me for a second. Oh, boys and girls. Boys. Uh, Jedi. <laughs> Jedi, one, two, three. Okay, so my number three, it's not one of my favorites, but I just, I enjoy the moment when I, if I get them. Very underrated, in my opinion. Milk duds. I don't know why. I kind of oh. think they're a little chewy, too, but I like them. They're not my favorite, though. 
Honorable mention. Honorable mention there. This is sketchy. No. Honorable mention there for the number three because I was going back and forth with this with Skittles. You can give me sour, normal, or like the like the raspberry, like fruit ones. I really don't care. I love all Skittles. My number two is Snickers. You're not you when you're not Snickers satisfied. Snickers is I love Snickers. It's my favorite candy bar. And my number one, you can just obviously tell that I love peanut butter. Reese's peanut butter cups, but it has to be frozen. I'm not eating it if it's warm, melted, and basically a mini peanut butter milkshake at that point when it's melted all in the wrapper. Have you tried the thin? uh, Also, Reese's pieces. No, I've never tried the thins, but I don't know, man. I want the stuffing in there. The thins are really good, though, and you don't – well. Me personally, I don't feel like I'm eating a whole Reese's, but then I end up eating enough that I was just gonna say I would eat twice as many. I'll eat the whole bag. Exactly. No, I mean interesting Jedi milk duds. Yeah. Yeah. I I, look the the Snickers one. You sounded like you were like we had a sponsorship with Snickers and you were doing that. So I was about to say we should get a brand. We didn't. Yeah, that was. Right, we do. We just landed that uh, psych. Uh, the, the, we'll talk about the number one, the Milk Duds, you know, r- real sketch. But, um, yeah. Okay. It's like a so, in your mouth. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so, my three, my honorable mention was Whoppers. Um, yeah, gross. Uh, Disgusting. Yeah, yeah, okay. don't ever talk to me about milk duds. I'd eat 40 <laughs> milk duds before I ever put a Whopper in my mouth. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, beggars can't be choosers, and clearly you're the kid who took the you're, – you're the kid that actually went up to the bowl that said, please take one, and you would only take one. <laughs> no, I took You would straight I also, rob those I, dudes in I also in took the bowl. I you also took the bowl. Okay, so, so, so you're either a loser or a scumbag, Jedi. Which one do you want to be? <laughs> So you're a loser if you only took one piece? Yeah. You know, no, I'm kidding. I, I, realistically, I probably took like five pieces. I was yeah, not – I, I didn't take the whole bowl. I, I'm not going to lie. Unless they like the, the douchebag put out like like 100, 100 grand. Like I don't want that shit. Those are so <laughs> good. No. No, absolutely not. Those. Or the or the crackles. Is that what they're called? Crackles? Like those French are nasty – I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah. My my number my number three, babe, you just know me so well. It's the nerds, small boxes. I, I don't eat it one at a time. That's weird as fuck. I'm I'm putting them all in my mouth at the same time. It's fast as uh yeah. Number two is just the basic Twizzler. Like I just I love mm-hmm. Twizzlers. Yeah, I love Twizzlers. You know, and, and the ones that come in like the like the the easy go little packet, like basically like you're uncrustable, but for you know Twizzlers, it just makes your life really easy. Number one is 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 clearly Reese's peanut butter cups, but I do want to to say a few things about this. First of all, the ones that are that are uh, like the Christmas time ones, like the 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 trees. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the Halloween the Halloween one is. Um, it's a pumpkin. a pumpkin. Yes, it's a pumpkin. Those are fire. Like that. Whoever invented peanut butter and chocolate together, you should get a Nobel Peace Prize. Please tell me you've seen the Family Guy with how they with how that came up with. 
I I haven't. But yo, speaking of that, this is so <laughs> off topic. Have you have you seen a thousand ways to die in the West? No. Oh, that's so funny. Dude, 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 please do me a favor and watch that movie and call me afterwards. <laughs> okay. I'll is that the watch. Adam Sandler one? No, that's the Seth MacFarlane one. Okay. It's ridiculous. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what Adam Sandler movie you're talking about, but I don't like my my peanut butter cups frozen. I have very <laughs> sensitive teeth to cold stuff. I don't like it. I like it literally where like you're unva- like you're unwrapping it and it looks like someone's shit on this piece of paper. Like <laughs> unveiling I, it. Yeah, like you know, like I I like it a little Extra moisty. Melted. Yeah, that's that's the way I like it. Uh, deep Deep Paul, round us out. Okay. Um, so my third one, and I don't know, I feel like this is like a super regional thing. Uh, my third one isn't even a piece of candy, but when we were talking about this, is it was like what you would want to get whenever you were trick-or-treating. And there was this one house in my neighborhood, and I've heard it from other people too, but they served warm, spiced apple cider. So like like <laughs> – Dude, it was it's so good. Whenever it, so growing up in PA, it was typically always cold. Whenever you're going out trick or treating, and I don't know what they did. I don't know if if you warm it up, it increases the sugar content in it, or if they just added more sugar. But we would seriously hit this house up like six times throughout the night and just be pounding warm apple cider. It's so good. Um, that sounds really good. I would do that. Warm apple pie. <laughs> Oh, God, I'll never think of apple cider again. <laughs> Number two, uh, and I feel like this just because I'm going back to my childhood here, anything king size, whenever I showed up, like throughout the years of trick-or-treating, I probably trick-or-treated longer than I should have, um, but you knew what houses were going to be doing the king size candy bars. And you and most of the time, too, they would leave them out. And you were talking about, you know, the only take one. We would definitely hijack these dudes numerous times any just handfuls of king size candy bars anything from just regular hershey's chocolate snickers reese's pieces reese's peanut butter cups all, the whole nine yards man uh love the king size everything except for mounds i remember they used to always have mounds and i hated that shit growing up um who the hell gives out mounds for freaking halloween i don't get it um, disgusting yeah they're gross who the hell wants to even eat that shit I remember my dad was giving – he got like a – you know, one of those value packs and it had a bunch of mounds in it. I remember giving him <laughs> a bunch of shit for it. Um, yeah, that's like, like, that's like passing out Tic Tacs. Yeah, or like, yeah, or like you're that family who does like fucking apples or toothbrushes or some shit. Get the hell out of here. Number one – and it, dude, it's been – we got a lot of peanut butter lovers here, man. And you guys can see what I wrote on here too. Reese's peanut butter cups in the shape of a pumpkin. I thought that was pretty funny. You brought that up, Dino, without my us talking brother. about it. I absolutely love the pumpkin shape and in the Christmas tree shape during this uh, during Christmas. It's great. And Jedi, same with you, man. I love them frozen. Like I'll eat them room temperature, not like it looks like someone took a dookie in it like Dino does. But I love them frozen, and I think it's just so much better whenever you freeze it. Now hold on, these mounds. I just looked it up because I have never heard of this candy. It what? looks really good. <laughs> It's not. Maybe it's like a Pennsylvania thing. I don't know. But it looks you're, no, really you're, good. You're a sociopath. No, I <laughs> haven't enjoyed never seen this. But like, it looks like an almond joy. Well, yeah. Almond who the hell likes almond, almond joy? Almond joys are fucking disgusting. Do you like almond joys, Jiggy? I'll eat them, dude. It's it's coconut with dark chocolate. Like, wait, I, I, I don't give a. 
I don't care, dude. If I'm sitting, if I'm stranded on a fucking island and all there is is pounds of mounds, I'm dying of starvation. <laughs> First of all, I actually lie. Yeah, I, I, that that probably is a lie. I probably would eat like one a day, and then eat, eat leaves. Just go vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I'd be like Tom Hanks and Castaway. I'd be like hunting crabs and fish and shit. Yeah, I'll dude. Out with a. What did he knock his tooth out with? An ice skate. He has an yeah. ice skate in a rock. Whew. All right. Well, that wraps up another edition of our Pull Pod Thursday. Alyssa, can't thank you enough for hopping on the pod. I know you were excited to do it. You know, I'll see you in about five minutes after I finish my final thought. Thank you, Alyssa. Loved having you on. Thank you for well, having I, me. Yeah, thank you for coming on so much. Oh, we appreciate it. Well, with that, it's time for Dean's final thought. My final thought for this week is something that isn't necessarily like a fact or something I did research on. It's just a, it's just one of my thoughts. One of my crazy thoughts, it. and it's re- and it's really simple. If you put Christmas lights up in the next week, you are a psychopath. Like yes. there's seriously something wrong with you. Like I, I, I you like you just bypass Thanksgiving, and now that Halloween's over. Here come the Christmas lights. I don't understand it. It bothers me that actually if we were going to do a pet peeve, it might be on there. But I love Christmas so much that it doesn't bother me that much because you're excited. I feel the emotion. I get it. But if you put it up before November 10th, like you have serious issues. You need to be psychologically evaluated. I couldn't agree I totally more. agree. Yeah, I think it's, it's completely blasphemous, uh, you know – it's after Thanksgiving. You can do the day, the, you know, the second after Thanksgiving, 1201, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, but not a time before. Every every season and every month has its own thing. You got to let it rest. Are you one of those people that hate when people listen to Christmas music? Love Christmas music. I love 20s Wait, music. Like, what do you mean, like, Christmas music? Like, just in general listening to Christmas like, music? Or, like, they'll Christmas listen to music? They'll listen to Christmas music either in July or like November 10th, and they'll just be jamming to like Mariah Carey's Christmas so song. So I feel like my my personal take on is it is like it either needs to be after Thanksgiving or there needs to be snow on the ground, and it's like you know it's cold out, bro. Like yeah, you know I get that. Yeah. See, JD, you're at a like you're at a disadvantage here. Like, let me change my 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 outlook on this real quick if you are in a state where it's it doesn't get less than 80 degrees (laughs) i don't think you should ever listen to christmas music nor do i think you should hang christmas lights because it's not christmas in areas that it's cold i feel like you need like the the lights can go up the second you walk outside at like noon and say it's cold as balls yeah then you can hang your christmas lights but christmas in florida is is like I remember growing up, you would always see those like uh, the, was it the Corona commercials, Depaul yeah. with the with yep. the lighting up the palm tree. I was always like, oh my god, that looks so beautiful. And now that I'm down here, it's like awful. You know, it's not beautiful. I I actually can't wait to get on a flight to come home for Thanksgiving and Christmas because it starts to get that feel to it. The leaves change. Like there's a reason for oh, yeah. it. And then you'll want to leave a week later. Well, absolutely. But once again, it's there's there's. If you're listening to Christmas music 
in July also need to be psychologically evaluated. You can just listen to <laughs> 20s music or 40s music. It's basically the same thing. But Christmas music, like I like Christmas, like if you're bumping Christmas music in a cold state at any point before Thanksgiving, I'm a little sketched out. But after Thanksgiving, if you're totally listening fair. to anything, if you're listening to anything other than Christmas music, you're a douchebag. <laughs> On top of that, when I used to work retail, oh god, y'all would want to bang my head against a wall. It's just I hated that Christmas shit. music all day, every day. But the Mariah Carey, oh my god, dude, we gotta do. Well, that's gotta be a Pol Pot for Christmas time. It's gotta be a Pol Pot. Top Christmas oh, songs. It's just gotta be. Totally. All right. We gotta, you gotta thing. take out Mariah Carey's because that's gonna be on everyone's number one. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the that's the clear cut number Consensus one. Census number one, yeah. Last one, because this is really getting my thoughts rolling now. Is it okay? Well, actually, no, it's not okay because I actually it pisses me off. Should have put it on my pet peeves. I only have one movie that is an exception. Uh, an exception. Is it okay to watch Christmas movies in like July? Except for Home Alone. Except I, for Home Alone. I was Alone. just gonna say that it's all like you. Yeah, if, yeah. You like Home Alone is good year round. If you're watching Elf in July, like punch you're yourself. Weird. Yeah, like we're gonna have to do top Christmas movies too. But like, I, dude, I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. I might hang my Christmas lights tomorrow. Like, I'm getting excited. <laughs> Love it. As I just roasted people who does, I may do it. <laughs> For sure, but I'm not going to hang Christmas lights because I don't even think I own them. Also, last thing. If you hang a Christmas tree that's white, if it's fake and it's white, you're a fucking psycho. Go get a green tree. <laughs> yeah, I think that's really weird. I've never seen – I never saw that too until I was like probably like eight. And I didn't, I didn't know what was inside their house. Like I was like, what is that? But yeah. <laughs> That's the exact feeling I had when I first saw one. I thought I was walking into Area 51. Like, whoa. <laughs> Yo, you want to hear something wild? So, one of my buddies, my best buddy, uh, Baby Chops in high school, his family uh, had this, you know, uniquely shaped house in like, you know, the main living space where like their TV and like the couches and stuff are, where you would typically put your Christmas tree was like a lofted. It was, it almost reminded me like an A frame cabin, like, a, you know, really high ceilings. Um, that came up to the roof. So I came over one time and uh, I think it was like my freshman or sophomore year, super young. And I walk into their house around Christmas time and the tree is hanging upside down from the top of the ceiling to like a normal height of what a tree would be. It was the cool and it's decorated and everything. It was the coolest looking shit I've ever seen in my life. What was the purpose? It's just because it was, it, because it was cool because they could do it. I may influence my dad in doing that. Dude, it's wild. It was wild. Huh. But that's all for this edition of Major League Talk. Make sure to follow us on social media at JD with Sports. You guys got anything else? Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. JD, it's time to come out of the closet. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) No, seriously, he's recording this in his closet. (laughs) I know. Because the guy's playing music. (laughs) See you, boys.